0: Hey Zen friends, welcome to Crazy Zen Life. I'm your host, Brittany Swan.
1: And I'm your host, Shannon Kessler. Join us as we navigate life on and off our yoga mats.
0: This is a podcast about mom life, boss life, and body life.
1: Real conversations about self-discovery and the journey of becoming more mindful in this crazy Zen life.
0: Yo. Hey. Welcome back, guys. We're here. This is CZL. Social Catchup. These are my favorite. I know they're fun. They they're are fun. Not the first topic, though. I, well, okay, true. true we're story. gonna. We're gonna. I know we usually kind of break in with some fun stuff, but um, this is not a fun topic. No. We're gonna approach first, so um, I think we're just gonna go right straight into it, and and because it's serious, very serious. So yeah. we're gonna talk about Dante Wright mm-hmm. first. Yes. And so on Sunday night, Dante Wright. Was pulled over for a routine traffic stop. Yes, in Minnesota, mm-hmm. and I think it was Brook- Brooklyn Center. Correct? Oh, I didn't put that on my notes, okay. but I'm yeah. pretty sure it's Brooklyn Center. Yeah, and um, through the traffic stop, more backup was called, and which that was the first thing. Okay, can, yeah. I, can I? Yeah, because you.
1: I, but well, he got pulled over for having expired tags. They run his plates and find out that he has a warrant for his arrest. Um, he is on the phone with his mom, calls his mom while he's getting pulled over, saying, I'm being pulled over, mm. drops the phone, the mom hears like scuffling on the phone, and then the phone hangs up. Um, so, yeah. You know. um, so,
0: this is hard for me to talk about. Um, so, through this routine traffic stop, it did turn deadly after one single bullet was fired after a police officer mistaken her gun... She was taking her gun for the taser. Yeah. But um, I don't know if anyone has watched the video footage. I actually, if I know it's uncomfortable, but I, I, need, I think that everyone should watch it mm-hmm. um, because she holds the gun for a long time. I mean, several, several seconds. That to me was like the hard thing. Like, why didn't you know then this is not your taser? Right. Um, she's 26 years on the police force. Yeah. And so a veteran. Right, So I think that that is not really training. That's not really experience. That's just you overall. I don't think
1: that that doesn't count as an accident to me. I agree. I I agree. I think 26 years gives you the ability to distinguish between a taser and
0: a gun. I mean, in 26 years, do you think that she has probably trained other people? Do you think that she has probably gone through proper protocols? And that's where that was... It's not. It, it goes beyond negligence. It is right. not a mistake. It not an accident. Right. I this mean, is you blatantly. Yeah. You murdered someone. Murdered and someone. And she's,
1: you know, she's on trial for this for yes. manslaughter. Um, she has been arrested. She's been arrested. She yes. has resigned from the force. Mm-hmm. So there's no like, right. What do they usually say? Um, paid administrative leave. Yes. Or exactly.
0: Right. Um, so uh, in addition to that, they did break protocol as well putting the handcuffs on so going this is what i read um you're supposed to bring a person back to the back of the car and and put on the handcuffs at that time based on the video footage he wasn't struggling at all it was basically like they were couldn't get the handcuffs on correctly then he went to get back in his car Mm -hmm. put the car in drive A gun was pulled one single shot was fired the car was already put in drive it did take off down the street mm-hmm. and later crash into a pole. Um, and, but it, he was pronounced dead at the scene, but it was from the, the gun gunshot shot. wound, yeah. not the crash. Right.
1: That's the point. Yeah. I, this is, I mean, again, I, 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 I don't know how many black lives we need to lose to inefficient police protocols. I mean, this woman is 26 veteran on the force, reaches for her taser, gets her gun and then engages like, what what about what about that situation escalated so quickly that she felt so much fear that she needed to pull a gun and shoot someone because police aren't supposed to kill anybody no. like not i don't care you're not supposed to kill or shoot a person like as a police officer that is not he your wasn't job to like do a, a, a
0: a person at large no he wasn't a mass murderer he was i mean 20, he wasn't a, 20 years old he, yes he didn't have the warrant that he had out for his arrest i mean we, we don't really know much about that but it was very minor um because if it was major don't you think that they would have what i'm saying is, if he was a threat to the community okay have still one, doesn't
1: give them the right to no, shoot no, no 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 yeah. no
0: but he, they would have intel on him they would track him they would then arrest him properly okay but like this Having a warrant out for your arrest, a mini like a very small infraction, right? Calls for backup, right? Expired tags calls for backup,
1: yeah. I don't I don't believe that that is the case,
0: right? Like I, that that's another thing. Like why was backup called? So I want to tell the story. Okay. So in our neighborhood, I ran a stop sign. Little mm-hmm. pause. You, I paused. I rolled. I rolled through. through it. You rolled through. There was a police officer at the stop sign didn't see him because i was on the phone with my husband he pulls me over runs my tags and he's like yeah you have a warrant out for your arrest he's like you failed to show up for a court appearance for a traffic violation now this was when Which i was
1: lived- i think that that is what his warrant is for actually is for failing to show up for a court appearance yes i think that's what it is but i don't i mean i don't okay. know what that yeah, what that what court appearance. Fra- but yeah. i
0: mean again going back to if it was that major it right. would show up at his house, they could try it. they could track him and be like, We can Right, come on. Um so he runs my plates, I have a warrant out for my arrest, he looks at me, he's like, I should arrest you. He's like, because you have a warrant. And he's like, Maybe most people would, but I'm not going to here, you need to go down to the courthouse, get this settled. That's how that was settled. Right. For me. Yeah. Um, no backup was called. Did you even get a ticket? No. I literally this is what I did. I took, he gave me some information of where Mm -hmm. to go, because it was actually in Jefferson County, and I now live in a different county. Right. And I didn't know, like, this was, I mean, this was probably (laughs) 10 years ago this happened, so 15 years ago. So, he's like, yeah, this is really old. He's like, you probably just didn't receive the paperwork, you know, counties don't talk to counties. He's like, you know, just go down to Jefferson County, file your paperwork, get it all settled. That was it. Yeah. No backup was called. Right. Well, no, nope. you're a white woman uh, well, this living is, in right. The so that's Burbank. the same thing. And my point is too, like, so my I had a, I didn't show up for corpse. So maybe my you know, in failure to have insurance, maybe that's could be it. So, yeah. f- do you imagine how like scary that is to not have insurance or not pay your tags? How scary that is for people. That that that's what they're going to be scared of
1: because that's what they no, could be pulled I think over the, for. The bigger picture is the like, fact that that's I mean scary. he's like not he might not have those things but it doesn't matter what he was going to be pulled over for He is a black man and that is what i think this escalated Could to get you to imagine point.
0: That, like all black people like think well i gotta get my tax make, make sure my tags are not expired <laughs> gotta make sure my insurance is up because that's how little it will take yeah like that's what's scary like it doesn't matter anymore it's very 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 minute so. yeah
1: it, i did find an interesting fact that um correlation that Joy George Floyd's girlfriend was one of Dante Wright's high school teachers.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah. So like, just it's so in, linked. So yeah, like how bizarre? Because only like, you know, less than ten miles away, there's, uh, you know, the um, trial was going on for Derek Chauvin of the murder of George Floyd. Mm-hmm. So it's like, fuck. This is just. I mean. I, I I've said it before and I'll say it until the change can happen, but there just needs to be more representation of black and people of color making decisions on every single level, not just high levels. I mean, every single level where change happens or where there's authority, there needs to be a person of color, there needs to be a black person, there just needs to be somebody who is giving a voice to these people who are getting murdered Mm -hmm. at the hands of white people. It's really it's not good this is
0: this is very sad yeah and the fact that that poor mother had to hear it (sighs) for a minor traffic violation that will yeah yeah it's it's not good let's hope that no hopes and prayers we need change yeah so we do and i think that the publicity around this and let's i mean keep it going
1: yeah i think that's how we're gonna we're gonna raise you know that's how change happens i mean people you have every right to be pissed off you have every right to be just angry and have your voice heard and shout and scream until somebody actually listens because mm-hmm. nobody is listening right now it's you don't have
0: a right to die like that yeah but agreed we're gonna kindly move on mm-hmm. because this is social up ups so we're gonna socially catch up on all the other things that went on last week yes because we took a week off we did it was nice. It was nice.
1: Yeah, Although, what happened? <laughs> my family was like, wait, there's no laundry talk? I'm like, no, I'm not folding laundry on Thursday. They're like, oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're Guess bringing look. it back tonight. You got to do it. Yes, Thursdays sale. are popping. It's
0: right. Popping with that laundry. All right. So, Khloe Kardashian had a photo lease. Yes. And she was not happy. You know what? Yeah, okay. Set up, set up the scene. Set up the scene. What so I the have? photo scene around the world. A photo of Khloe Kardashian was leaked on April 4th. Sans editing, Photoshop, and the approval of the K-Squad. So apparently it seems like a person on her team, not, you know,
1: just a maybe like an assistant or something like that, did leak the photo. I'm not really sure. I did find this very interesting because the photo was leaked onto MJ, who was the grandmother's personal Instagram account. Two things here. Mm-hmm. One, I didn't know MJ had a personal account. Go, I just, Grandma. I, right? MJ mm-hmm. is very much part of the family. She's a big figure in that house. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, I don't know who on staff would have access to MJ's account. It was posted to the grandmother's account? Her personal account. Because I guess, apparently, MJ has two. She's got her public and she's got her private. The picture was posted to the private grandmother's account. Hmm. Right. I know. You know we don't know how families work. Yeah, I don't know. How it, I mean, it might be like a
0: thing. Like she and maybe she grandma once, accidentally
1: uploaded it. She don't know. don't know. I don't
0: know. The Kardashian team then scandal uh, scrambled to pull down the photo before it was on every platform, but of course it was everywhere. And yeah. you can't once it's out there, it's out there. Right. <laughs> like good luck. Uh, the controversy surrounding the pick is Chloe and uh, the controversy surrounding the pick um, was quite large, and Chloe released a response in regard to that because everyone kind of clapped back like man look at her you know they clap back probably in a couple different ways like is she getting what she deserves because she doesn't have editing and Mm -hmm. photoshop and this is how edited she is now she's contributing to this problem but then other people are like
1: celebrate her beauty as she is so i mean it was very because kardashians are polarizing yeah and and that's there's you're either going to fast forward through this whole conversation because you don't give a shit about the Kardashians, or you're going to listen because, I mean, that's just like the camp most people pull into. You either love them or you hate them. There's very few in between. And I totally, I, your opinion I is very I'm, valid like, with that. I know.
0: Like, some days I love them. I'm like, yeah, girl. And yeah. I'm like, oh, that, that was a miss. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I think, uh, first and foremost, and we say this all the time, they are human beings. They are humans first, mm-hmm. celebrities second. So it's, you know, you gotta remember that every person who is walking on this earth or rolling along in a wheelchair is a human person. Like it's, right. you gotta take in account like there's still going to be human feelings involved. So whether you have something nice to say or something negative to say, it's still going to affect a human. Could you imagine? Mm. The, the level
0: though? The level? It the go, level? I mean, this was, goes, this was like yeah. around the world. Could you yeah. imagine making headlines for just one picture released of you not edited. And that yeah. every news outlet is picking it up like right. Like this from the Today the, show to, yeah. you know, BBC. Yeah. I mean, I that's just baffling to me. That to have that much influence. And that's what we're going to talk about. Yeah. So Chloe then released a uh, a statement, which I didn't have the full statement, but I'll just kind of paraphrase it. She said while the unfiltered picture was beautiful, she had the right to ask for it to be removed. Kardashian wrote. In truth the pl- the pressure consent I can constant, constant ridicule, <laughs> sorry <It's okay. laughs> and judgment my entire life to be perfect and meet other pe- other standards of how I should look has been too much to bear. Chloe is the fat sister. Chloe is the ugly sister. I mean, uh, what, just keep reading it and then we'll yeah, we'll come back in. Her dad, her dad must not be her real dad because she looks so different. The only way she could have lost all that weight is from from surgery. Should I go on? Kardashian said she was, not asking, she was not asking for sympathy, but to be acknowledged for being a human. She wrote that she tries to live my, I live my life as honestly as possible with, em, with empathy and kindness, adding it's almost unbearable to try to live up to impossible standards that the public have all set for me. Kardashian, a mother of a two-year-old daughter, True, said she had been con- conditioned to feel that she was unattractive for years of criticism. After years of criticism, she compared Instagram, she compared Instagram filters, good lighting and editing to makeup and having her nails done. And she used them to present the to present myself to the world the way I want to be seen exactly the way I I want. (laughs) I can't say (laughs) the way I want to be seen and exactly what I will continue to do unapologetically. She did continue on about why she feels like that she has the right to ask these pictures to be taken down, which I totally agree.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, mean, you didn't have the, the, you didn't have the consent to post someone's photos. Um, then you you shouldn't post it. I mean, I sometimes even get weirded out with uh, if I'm taking pictures of my kids, like this is a great example. We were at the museum this past week and I was taking pictures of my kids, but there were people in the background. I didn't feel comfortable loading those up. Cause I was like, I don't know these people and I don't know if what they're, privacy feels like to be you know in a in someone else's i know it's just like a background photo but that i mean that does kind of weigh on me because i'm like i don't know i don't know these people but maybe they don't feel comfortable having their face on the internet that's okay but like mm-hmm. that's it's just a conscious thing that i like to be aware of sometimes and it's like i mean sometimes it's kind of unavoidable and you can't really make people out that's you know fine but if there's like blatantly another face in your photo i'm like
0: eh. i mean especially children too. yeah mm-hmm. yeah um and going back to that consent too, like that's why I don't post a ton of my kids on my feed because that's you know, I I ask, Oh, them I p- do. I love it. <laughs> well, I mean everybody's different. Yeah. I I ask their permission. I'm like, is this okay for me to post? And yeah. and sometimes which my older one is kinda mm-hmm. weird about it. Yeah. He's like, Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Or you know or no one did. I mean, sometimes most of the time the boys when I'm like trying to get like a story or something. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, 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 I don't want to be, I don't want to be on the internet. I yeah. don't want to do, I'm like, okay. So usually it's Luna like, I want to be, yeah. you know, like and I have her <laughs> consent, but right. that's why I'm like, oh, why are you always showing Luna? I'm like, cause she gives me consent. Right. Like she says it's okay. Yeah. I, I do not, if they do not feel comfortable, I listen to that. Right. So that's just a very small drop in the bucket. But if you span it out, I think she has every right. I do you. Because if we're going to support what we've been through in the 90s and early Mm -hmm. 2000s about paparazzi and like taking these photos, she's already photographed so much, which she has no control over. Right. This she has control over. And if if we relinquish that from these people, that which they have stolen that back, you know, they've taken that back. Right. Which is their right. And then these photos get leaked and we're not supporting that. We're just creating a bigger problem.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I understand like, okay, here's the thing. I don't know what it's like to be a Kardashian. I certainly don't know what it's like to be Khloe Kardashian. I don't have the 200 million followers on Instagram who positive and negative feedbacks are what you're seeing all day, every day. Um, I don't, I don't have that. So I can't speak from a place of where Khloe is. But I can speak from somebody who, you know, doesn't always have the best sense of body positivity. Like... Or, you know or is working towards that being a more consistent you know with that so like i understand you not wanting to put things out there like you could feel great about your body on a tuesday and you look at it on wednesday and nothing really changed but you're like eh, i'm not feeling it today so like it's her right mm-hmm. to feel that way if she wants to photoshop if she wants to edit I don't see I mean you know that's a that's that's on you like you got to do that like there's I don't feel like there's any difference when people put on a filter you know on their picture for Instagram how is that any different than putting on makeup putting on mascara putting on you know whatever mask so and so you want to put on like that's it's the same thing so whether you have an issue with a filter but you don't have an issue with makeup You need to ask yourself why you don't have a problem with that or why you do have a problem with it, because that is a you problem, Mm -hmm. not a her problem. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think a lot of this, too, kind of boils down to the people who are attacking Chloe's body. We've said this before, like, could we just find something more interesting to talk about than her body? Well,
0: I mean, they market their bodies, but that's their right. That's and right. she has been more encompassing of fuller figures and more of the everyday woman, yeah, than any of the others, but well, and yeah. publicly and marketing,
1: yeah. I think it's I think it's also important to bring up that, like why people are so easy to attack her. And I think it it, it bears mentioning. The fact that there is so much fat phobia in our culture—that looking at Chloe, they're like, "Oh, she's the fat sister." And it's like, "What? Okay, well, what's wrong with being fat? Like, why are you villainizing somebody for the size and the shape of their body if they are mm-hmm. fat versus if they're thin? Who the fuck cares? Like, it's like that's part of that—you know—that lens that needs to be wiped away. That it's like it's okay if you are fat and it's okay if you're not. But like. Let it be out there. Start using the word. Start I mean, seeing more
0: people. Why is it shameful? Right. Like, why well, do you have to shame it? If and she, If they want to change the body, they will. Don't shame them into it. Yeah. Or shame everyone into it.
1: And don't, I mean, I think Chloe is an absolutely gorgeous She's stunning. Person. I mean, I, I thought she was great before all the plastic surgery she did. She doesn't, you know, but like, again, I'm not in her body. I don't know what it's like to be her. I don't know. Like, if a nose job makes you feel great, then get a nose job. If a boob job makes you feel great, then get a boob job. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand why people care this much about what other people do to their body and she's not selling that this is something you know she's honest about all this stuff it's not like i you know i know that they you know supported a fat loss drinking tea or some bullshit and they're they, i think they've even come out and said like oh, that was wrong know, that was wrong we shouldn't have done that um but they're not trying to sell you like diet look pills, at, me, look at shakes me. yeah right this, they're not selling that lifestyle and it's i mean it's you know they don't you have know a- and
0: even Kim put out a like a marketing video for skims the uh, like not too long ago with her in like this long black robe and she's like in her house she's like in her closet mm-hmm. and she's there's no filter on like she is in skims herself yeah and I thought it was I mean maybe there might be a, like a slight filter but it was more raw that I saw I was like this is great like yeah you know but sh- they have the right to put out what they want to put out right um so that's what I'm saying. Like, there, If you take the human lens. Yes. Yeah. Now the conversation around body shaming. I think that does. I think she would. It would be positive for her to talk about that more. Yeah. Because, you know, you know, let us know, like, right. you know, make it more known. So when it is called out, then I think the public would be more on your side. And it has been, you know, very like in the news media, like what she's been called and stuff yeah. like that, and she has been calling it out more. But yeah, keep it going. Yeah, like if this is something that means a lot to you and you have such a huge platform, you have such a huge influence, keep it going.
1: Well, and can you imagine if you the the one photo that comes out of you that's unedited and th- it makes national or global headlines? That doesn't exactly give her the you know the confidence to be like, I should put more of these out here. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, like I'm breaking the internet with an untouched photo, and y'all are fucking losing your shit because I'm asking for it back what do you think she's going to do from now? Like it doesn't give her that room to feel very confident about being like untouched in the media.
0: Yeah. Kim breaks the internet for a champagne glass on her ass or something like that uh, in that paper magazine. Mm -hmm. But then Chloe breaks the internet for unfiltered. Like it's very, it's very polarizing. Right. (laughs) Like, like
1: do you understand like the, the world that she lives in or at least a little glimpse of like, Oh, I get it. Okay. You caged girl. You're in a cage. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, and kind of put it there. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we we applaud her. Yeah. Do your thing. Mm-hmm. We love Good American, too, so oh, man. great stuff. Shirts. Yes. Great stuff. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend the denim. Totally. Totally. Hanging totally. up in Shannon's yeah. closet. Know, so, cute <laughs> denim jumpsuit. Can't wait to wear. So, you know, hope she still makes it. I mean, they're putting out some great products lately. I mean, yeah. we've invested in a lot of the things, so... Obviously, they're on the right mark, yeah, and they are embracing more. I mean, not just because
1: we're buying it; that doesn't make it obviously. <laughs>
0: <necessary. laughs> no, but no, I mean, it, it, we're trying it, yeah. And I mean, we're I'm, liking I'm it. curious, yeah, I'm curious. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I tried almost everything. Like, I, I didn't try the, the tea, but whatever. No. I, was, I think that was like 15 years ago, right? That's no, it must have been like a long no, time ago. It was like recent, Somewhere, Yeah. Oh, gross. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, <laughs> and we all make bad decisions. Sometimes, sometimes do. Sometimes it be like that sometimes it'd be like that Danny yes. Lovato though she Whoa. closed out her she did her epic documentary I mean
1: I'm sad that it's gone because I really enjoyed watching and and peeking in um, but also glad she doesn't have more story that she wants to tell because I'm like girl you been through a lot nice. <laughs> you need a nap like, how old are you again? Right. Oh, 87? 28. No? 28. <laughs> She's 28, man. <laughs> no, I had to Google this because I was like, okay, who else is 28? Do you want to guess who else is 28? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Nick Jonas. Yes.
0: Um, Miley Cyrus. Yes. Um, I'm really good at this one. Yeah, i was like, you're doing good. Because uh, I was shocked. I was like,
1: that for real? Matt James. I don't know. Mm. Um... Mm. I'll give you another one. Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber's 28. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I was really good at that. Really on it. I was like, I thought I'm a stumper. and you're like, three for three. Damn it. Okay. Well done. Well done. Amazing. Oh my (laughs) god. They're all
0: 20. So they all came up together. Okay. Makes sense. So
1: that gives you an idea of like where these kids are, and by kids, I mean Mm -hmm. young adults, um, are in their their journey of life.
0: God, when I was 28, I mean, I was having babies when I was 28, almost. 28. Um, Yeah, I was. I think I was getting married at 28. I was married and having a baby at 28. Now, I I mean, whatever path you're on, I think looking back, I would have waited a little bit longer, but but, you know, it's fine. It's fine. But, but 28 is super young to go through what she's been through. I mean, (laughs) nine
1: lives. I mean, when you go to rehab at 19, you got stories. You got stories. (laughs) You're not even legally old enough to drink and you're in rehab. Like, right. That's a lot. That's a lot.
0: Okay, so episode three, Breakdown. I really loved episode three. It came in hot. So it opens up with how Demi's fans really came after a lot of her loved ones after the overdose threatened her life. And um, even the fans threatened their lives for for (laughs) Demi almost dying, which I'm like...
1: Okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, fans can be ruthless. They can be. I mean, and she even states in the document, she's like, "My fans are so loyal, sometimes almost to a fault, mm-hmm. um, because she's like, I made these decisions, not the people around me. I made these decisions, and yet it was her friends who were starting to come under fire and getting death threats, and um, you know, like losing her jobs, and like choreographer, yeah. yeah. And so her, um, her choreographer Danny, which is the friend that she was celebrating the birthday of the night that she had her overdose. So Danny's a choreographer, and you know she loses lots of jobs because people at this point are like, "You're a liability. You're a drug dealer. You, you know, I can't have my kids around you." And she's like, "I didn't. I didn't do this. Like, I wasn't. I wasn't even there. Like, we went home, and yet that that part of the story wasn't allowed, not allowed to be told, but wasn't told until this documentary. So like this whole opening part of this series." was f- for her close circle of friends to be able to clear their name. Because mm-hmm. like you're saying, like they were getting death threats and they were like, the fans were really coming after them hardcore. And it's like- And not being hired for jobs. We're here to help her. Like we didn't do this. Mm-hmm. And yet they're the ones who were, you know, paying a, a big price for this. So Demi was like, no, you need to get out there and clear your name. Like let's set the record straight because you deserve this. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I was like- you know, I actually stood up from my chair. I was like, "Yes, thank you." Let them well, say yeah. their story because, mm-hmm. like, it's it is important. Yeah, it is because even if Demi
0: would have gone out, like, oh, don't come after them. Yeah, they're like, you're just protecting them, right? You know, I, and it would have. I think this was the the moment that they she had yes. to say it. Yeah, because and she had their undivided attention. Exactly,
1: and we talk about this a lot on the podcast, but it's like the lack of accountability and like people love to blame because mm. then they don't have to take accountability for. Their reactions, their you know emotions, their experience. If you just blame it on somebody else, like my favorite is when you're walking down the sidewalk and you trip and you're like, "Damn it, that sidewalk came out of nowhere!" And I'm like, "Did it? Tell me about that life." Like, <laughs> you know, it's like the sidewalk didn't trip you, asshole. Your feet, your feet on your body is what trips you on that sidewalk. Not sidewalk fault. Like, I've ever tripped just not Walking, even yes like, there is not a, there's not a
0: leaf nothing there's not a bridge yes <laughs> i'm like what the what is that yeah
1: happened? exactly <laughs> but that said a whole like just take accountability don't blame a sidewalk so like that's like <laughs> don't, i've never blamed a sidewalk don't, don't blame i was a like friend.
0: i always be like what just what came out of i'm like did somebody right Say a ghost? <laughs> I do think it's a ghost sometimes.
1: <laughs> like, I'm like, what? oh, you got me. <laughs> you know
0: when you come up behind somebody and you kind of put your... Yes! P- and remember that was a big thing in middle school? Oh You're like, I was like, oh,
1: God. <laughs> my brother did that all the time. <laughs> I hated it. Or like that. he would kick the back of my heel like when it was up. And I'm like... You know, <laughs> <laughs> Such a big brother. Such a you. dick. I hate that. I hated <laughs> that. <laughs> uh, sorry. Okay, oh, sorry. i digressed digress. Um, so, you know, the, the friends get a chance to clear their name. And then... um. You know she's very open about the fact that two weeks after she gets out of rehab after her overdose that almost killed her mm-hmm. minutes away from dying right two weeks later she calls her drug dealer back does heroin again and claims er, and, and tells the um the drug dealer that she wants she's she's like i want to fuck you and it's it's a it's a power play she wants to take back her power but
0: later she figures out that's not how you take back the trauma
1: like the trauma still exists exactly unfortunately um so i thought that that was like wow you know and when when you hear this you're like oh my god heroin it's what in it tried to kill you why are you going back and you know she's like it wasn't actually heroin that killed me or that it was fentanyl so she's like i know that i can't i can't do that because that is that is where it went too far. She's like, I don't you know, she's like, I don't know that I'll do heroin again. um, but I know for a fact I'm never gonna do fentanyl again.
0: Well, she later says that her because she had taken her body to her her addiction to a certain place with heroin. Now her addiction has gotten to the place where heroin doesn't give her that high anymore and it will take fentanyl to give her that high and that's the dangerous dose. And she knows that that that's fatal. So that's where she kind of lives in this like very truthful place, mm-hmm. yeah. um and then we're gonna get into how she is actually we gotta we, yeah we we missed a part okay. um so after she tries to take back her trauma or take back her power um, through her trauma, she does um come out and said that she lost her virginity at when she was raped at sixteen. yes, she even admits to having a too moment when she tells adults what happened, and nothing happens to the guy she uh, she he's allowed to just go on being on set and making movies. That's very powerful. Could you imagine yeah. living with your abuser? Well, and, the and fact like that, that, and and then we go on interviews and talk about this person. It,
1: right. She is 16 years old at this point when this happens, and it it's like there's actually a a, a clip in it with Chris Harrison. Like he's interviewing mm-hmm. her on a red carpet, and he's like, "What would you possibly know at 16?" And she's like, "Oh, I've been through a lot." you, you know, see it you she's see like it. i've been a lot through a lot yeah like you <laughs> see it on her face and you're like oh wow this kid you know mm. like um but to know that that is still something like you did everything that you were asked to do like when when somebody sexually assaults you when somebody rapes you, you tell an adult she told the adults and nothing happened nothing like okay so think about someone who's already struggling with the inability to have control in her life and then this happens and it's like, well, just open the door for that slippery slope and just get yourself step on down the hill. It's isolating. Yeah. Who yeah. do
0: you have in your corner? No if one. you have no support. If,
1: yeah. If no one believes you and it's like. Okay. All humans
0: want validation and empathy. That's. Yeah. That is, that is it. It's a,
1: it's, it's a human design. It's yes. what we want. That's yeah. all we
0: want. But if you mm-hmm. take that away, it's detrimental. Yeah. That's crazy. And um, I thought it was a very pivotal time. The, that's why this episode was so. Yeah, just so heartbreaking so heartbreaking but also just so important for people to understand right like
1: it goes back to like during the
0: time during that time yeah and time.
1: well during that time you know it's kind of that era of like the disney kids that are being raised up and you know she wears this promise ring and makes this you know public vow that she's going to remain a virgin until she's married but no she got raped by a disney star and not being, she's like, how can I look at these kids in the eyes and say that this is what's gonna happen? Like, that mm-hmm. I'm gonna save myself from marriage. She's like, I didn't wanna lose my virginity this way, but this is what happened. And yet, the image was more important than the truth.
0: Let that sink in. hmm hmm A promise ring. A
1: promise ring.
0: And all the parents celebrated that. Right. Like, look at Demi. She's saving, and no. Yeah. Her body... What she does with her body should never be an issue to any other parent. Right. And on the planet,
1: her responsibility as a parent, do parent your
0: child and be concerned with their body and what their, yes, exactly. Yes, exactly.
1: Moving on. Uh, moving right along. Um, so after the, you know, she gets out of rehab, she goes down this rabbit hole again with heroin. Um, she decides she needs new management because mm-hmm. the current management she has she's like I, you know I have a special place in my heart for them I will always love them as family but I need somebody who doesn't who lets me have that control and um, when and she's like it's not a matter of like if I'm gonna relapse again it's like it's when this happens and like I need somebody in my corner who is there for me but not with an ultimatum because that is again that control chip is being tossed around and she's like that's why I'm in this predicament like right. I need somebody who just is in my quarter allowing me to get the help the way I need to get it and then she picks Scooter Braun um for this job Which I really loved him in this I did too and you know I know we talk about this um Oh, I don't know if we talked about this on air, but I'm, I'm currently watching Seasons with Justin Bieber. It's his documentary, which is actually very interesting. Scooter Braun is his management as mm. well. Um, I have my own personal opinions about Scooter based upon what happened with Taylor Swift. So oh, okay. seeing him in this, I was like, I was angry. I was like, Demi, what are you doing? But then listening to her story, I'm like, okay, okay, this is the shoe that you need to fit for you right now. And like, that's like, I can't, I can't walk in that. Like, but this mm-hmm. is what you need. Oh, and this okay. is the type of support that you need then. So there's more to the story behind him. There's more to the story. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, um, so well, then I might retract that statement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Redacted. <laughs> but she needed to be somebody with somebody like management wise that she wasn't their meal ticket. And like mm-hmm. in her old management, like that was primarily how that whole team got paid was with Demi Lovato with Scooter. He works with Ariana Grande. He manages Justin Bieber. And like, there's a whole slew of people that he manages. He's like, I don't need the money from Demi Lovato, but what she needs is somebody who understands what she's going through. Mm -hmm. That's where I come in. And I'm like, I support that. I support that decision. Thank Mm -hmm. you Scooter, for being honest. Um, and is I it, felt like a lot of males, you see like a lot of males in her corner, which mm-hmm. it does
0: go back to, you know, her childhood trauma. Yeah. I think that that is very important for her and her journey to have strong males so she can break yeah. down a lot of those barriers. Yeah. I like, mean, she, I need that. I need someone. I, yeah. It, you saw that through all, like her security guard, um, mm-hmm. uh, the her therapist. Um, there's a lot yeah. of strong male, um, her best friend. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was very,
1: yeah, I think that's a, I mean, that's a great point because I mean, she does have a lot of abandonment issues because her Mm -hmm. father abandoned her when she was young and had, you know, addiction, struggled with addiction. And ultimately that's what took his life. So I think you're right. I mean, I think finding that male support where it is stable, Mm -hmm. number one, and it is nurturing. Number two is something that she's like, that's, You never had that, never had it. You don't know what to do with it when you have it. Um, and we probably should have started with this, that this was going to be a trigger warning for oh, sexual assault. I'm so yes, sorry about that. Yeah. We've got um, a lot to cover. Sorry. But also with eating disorders, because she does touch on the fact that this go around on her 28th birthday was the first time that she's had birthday cake in. She's like, I don't even know how long, because for years she would have a watermelon cake, which was just a, um, a rind like take the rind off a watermelon. Then you put icing on it. And then that was, that was her cake. And like, you know, her, uh, friends and people on tour with her would know, like if you're on tour with Demi, you can't eat until she eats. You can't snack if she's not snacking. Like there's no, like don't put any food in front of her. Don't, you're not allowed to eat unless mm-hmm. you see Demi put food in her mouth. And like mm-hmm. that was in their contracts. Um, so that's how strict she's always had to be with eating. Um, so the fact that when she turns 28, they're in Palm Springs they're having a great time. She has three different birthday cakes and she's like, I mean, she's crying But that's such a liberating moment when you're like. That release. That release. You know, like that control, you've been able to give that control up. I mean, her friends were just as as happy. Like, we don't want to eat no damn watermelon cake anymore. Like, (laughs) we're so excited that she's got three cakes too. Mm -hmm. But like that celebration for her, of her being in a spot now where it's like, okay. you know, Cake is symbolic. It is.
0: Like, you know, Mm -hmm. she made another year around the sun. She is releasing all this trauma. Like. Sometimes mm-hmm. a cake is not just a cake. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes three cakes is not three cakes. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll kind of speed past the uh, speed into the episode four, but I do want to touch on how she is not exactly what you consider sober. Um. And I loved this because I think this is her right. Um, yeah. I thought that this was great because she's like, if I live in a world where I'm like, I can't drink or I can't smoke or I can't do mm-hmm. certain things, that's where it get da- it gets really dangerous, and that's yeah. where you know she feels like she has to hide. And coming from someone who loves to hide things, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm more of a secretive person. I'm more of a cat and like, and I'm like, I like the choice to divulge information when I'm ready. Right. Um, and, and, and do things when I'm ready. And if I don't have that, then it, it, it just weighs on me. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I, I have, I feel like trapped. So I've totally felt like I could see this point. Yeah. Like she would probably hide it. She would slip into a slippery, like a, a slippery slope. Yeah. And, um, so maybe not for everybody. Right. But. I think it might be working for her right now, just like Scooter. Mm -hmm. And it's not for us to to judge. Yeah. Because I think she's going through a lot of therapy and she figured this out.
1: Right. And I think, I mean, I think for some people, again, like um, recovery is not a one size fits all. And I think that's so important that you understand that what works for Demi may not be what works for you. Mm-hmm. If you're struggling with recovery or struggling with addiction, maybe your path is going to look different, right? You know, so you, you have to, you, one, you have to do the work and two, you've got to figure out what's going to work best for you. And you've got to be able to release that judgment of what other people are going to say, or they're going to think about it because ultimately that's, I mean, you got to focus on what's best for you in your journey.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I did think it was interesting because they bring in, in episode three, but it kind of carries throughout episode four. But like, Christina Aguilera is on the show talking about her relationship right. with Demi Lovato. Um, Will Ferrell, which I thought was so interesting, but he was, was so inspired yeah. by seeing her break down at the Grammys when she was on. And he was like, I sent her an email. I was just like, you inspire me. Like, this is this is so powerful, you know? And so, like, he was in the documentary and Elton John being in that documentary who's worked with her, um, you know, in his take on the whole, like, being California sober, or he's like, I don't, I, that doesn't work He's like the moderation doesn't work it's either yes or it's no like so for him he sees it one way but for him that's what worked for him i, I thought yeah. he was like the crushy grandpa like yeah. you know that at that moment <laughs> not that he is a yeah. crusty, but like at that moment he was like oh no
0: it doesn't work yeah you know like that's how grandpas are like and you're like oh damn you know yeah. <laughs> grandpa and that's his experience right but there's so much more information out than probably he's yeah more willing to take in and so yeah and and that is again it's her right her therapist Mm -hmm. really understands her too i really yes i really enjoyed his take because he's like it's so important but he also points out how many people she has in her corner and how many resources she has right so i do think in my mind that this could help her be california sober because she has so many resources and then and i think that that is a yeah. good point to make. I think so too. And the I, average person out there. Yeah.
1: I also think that part of well, what sent her down this road is that she didn't have control before. So if you are telling her like, you can't do this, like you're not, you're just perpetuating the problem. You're not mm-hmm. actually fixing it. Like you've got to be able to let her live with these devices and figure out for herself if she can do it. It's kind of like... And not shamer. And not shame her. Because then like, she feels like she's going to hide it. If yeah. you take a scale out of your house and you're like, I I don't need to know, I don't need to know, I don't need, that doesn't improve your relationship with your body. It might make it easier for you not to see a number on a scale, but the true, I feel like, and this is just my opinion, that true power comes when you have the decision in front of you, how do you respond? So like if you're stepping on the scale and you see a number, you're like, oh, okay, cool. Or, okay, how do I work through this? But like just avoiding it altogether doesn't actually fix what the issue is. Right. So I kind of feel that same. I'm like, I, I get California sober. I get like if weed and alcohol or what is what is considered to be California sober for those who don't know. Um, if that's where you're like, I can deal with those. Those I can deal with. Like that is something I can, I still have my ability to get what I need to get out of it and then I can move on. Right. So I'm like, okay, that's how you deal with it. Then that's how you deal with it. I
0: thought that was very interesting. Yeah. And I, I hope. do. Uh, well, we're going to kind of speed into the next one, yes. but there's other things in the documentary that come out. She was engaged and she broke up and it was, so it, it's really interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's probably worth mentioning. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Go yeah. into it. Sorry.
1: Okay. Um, so, okay. So she, uh, quarantines with her boyfriend that she's dating at the time and quarantines with her mom and uh, stepdad, which is where right. she spends her quarantine time. And during this time, it has had this really fast relationship with a, a, a guy named Max, um, and that turns out to be uh, they get engaged very quickly, um, and then I think that was in August, and then by October, it's called off. Yeah, and she's like, "No, I rushed into that. He's not a good person. He's not who I thought he was. He is. I mean, I remember reading about this like when it was happening, and I'm like, holy fucking psycho! Like, wow, I'm glad she got out of that because that was a very dangerous relationship. Very toxic. She doesn't go into detail about it, and I, which I think is you know her right not to, but. Um, I did think it was interesting and worth mentioning that you know she did have a relationship. You know, again, while you're trying to go on this journey of, you know, figuring out how do you live this new life, and then you get some in quarantine, in quarantine for all places. (laughs) And
0: you know, a lot of people are going through this that have Mm -hmm. have gone through quarantine with somebody, and and then coming out of it, and then when they come out, they're like, oh you know, and then they're kind of figuring out their life post quarantine. Yeah. So this is not unusual. And now yeah. it's unusual for the amount of weirdness he put into the world yeah. and toxicity. But um it's not unfathomable like, you know, you're in quarantine and you break up afterwards. But yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a it's, it's a, a crazy story but i i support her in really realizing it and calling it. she's like wait yeah this is this not, not this i not okay. i wonder if like because she didn't really go into much depth but when they met i wonder if he was like love bombing her and then yes. I, I wonder if that was like a lot because we're gonna go into holly madison in a minute yeah and i'm like you see so many ties mm-hmm.
1: and you know yeah there's um the comments by celeb girls did a deep dive on this um You'd have to deep on deep dive on their episodes, but like back in maybe August or something, you, they 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 chronologically. Maybe we can find yeah, it. They can. Yeah, we'll look at that. Um, but it's really interesting if you are interested in what happened. Um, it get it's a weird like this. It's weird.
0: Oh <laughs> it gets, really? It, that rabbit hole gets pretty deep. <laughs> that rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a good rabbit hole. That's yeah. a good segue. Thanks. That's why I did it. <laughs> Oh see, see, we're we're just getting so good. Three years later. We're so good. See, see that. <laughs> Holly Madison, playgirl, royalty. I girl, one of my fan I'm a fan. I mean Speaks out about her time as the main girlfriend of Hefner. Okay.
1: I loved the show Girls Next Door. Who didn't? It was my jam. I watched it. Me Religiously. Too. So good. I probably will rewatch it at some point. <laughs> I think we should. <laughs> I probably should have done that during quarantine. Probably. probably. Um, but I, I definitely want to rewatch it now, knowing what we know. I'm mm-hmm. like, how much could we see if we just, again, that curtain was peeled back a little bit and we got to peek in. All right. Let's tell our listeners
0: what's okay, going on. So Holly there. Madison, the former girl next door, takes to the airways last week on the Call Me Daddy podcast and tells Alex Cooper tons of raw truth about her time in the mansion. Holly explains that the real truth behind the walls of the mansion were not cocktails and bikinis. All girls living in the mansion were expected to sleep with Hef twice a week. Just This is just one of the iota, like one little thing. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> twice a week, there would be up to seven girls in the room. Most sexual encounters she had with Hefner were under the influence of drugs and alcohol. She also claims that while, inti- while in an intimate relationship with the 80-year-old, she suffered from emotional and physical, not, I, you know what, I missed, it's not emotional and um, verbal abuse. Yeah. I don't think that it was physical. No. Sorry, that, I, I missed up there. No worries. Um, through the taping of the show Girls Next Door, she felt more trapped and even cited that she felt like it was more of a form of Stockholm Syndrome and she re- reveals more details in the
1: book which it Her, came out a while ago it was 2016 she wrote down the rabbit hole cautionary tales from a former playboy bunny and it was a new york times bestseller back then but i i, didn't I, I buy did it. i did see um the spike since the uh, the release of this podcast like the all yeah. spike like the through the roof
0: i mean i kind of i'm going to be one of them I'm, right i'm not going to lie. i'm very interested now also because it, i didn't know how dirty the mansion was
1: yeah like
0: no like dirty 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 dirty. like like not physically just disgusting. like not well kept yeah
1: it's i mean when you see it it's old it is crotchety looking it's like i mean you see
0: it kind of on the show but not i guess i don't know if i had that lens on it yeah but now like no like her talking about like how gross it was it totally makes sense because girls are gross i hate to you know girls are so gross
1: I I I know how
0: gross I was in my 20s, so I
1: can only imagine if you filled that mansion up with, like... Could you imagine if you just, like, run your finger along that bathroom sink? Like, what that? Like, the amount of, like... Bronzer. Bronzer, powder. Hairspray. Ghoul, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Ghoul. Like, that is... And there's... You know, they ain't cleaning up. No. They ain't doing that shit.
0: I'd be wearing some shower shoes. For
1: real? (laughs) Well, if that's the fungus you worried about, then... (laughs)
0: Oh, you know, and honestly, what she went through is not a laughing matter. She, you know, she went in, she tells her story in great depth because I think that now she's ready to kind of come out with it more. And you can really tell while Alex is interviewing her that she has a timeline and she she um,
1: ain't deviating from it. She ain't going to deviate. I think there were several big nuggets that I took from the the podcast. Um, One that I think bears mentioning just right off the bat is that if you ever watched holly on tv you just kind of noticed that something was like she was just disengaged often Mm -hmm. um and she it kind of comes to light she's like she thinks she might be on the autism spectrum at some point she thinks she might have asperger's um and that's something that she's like you know my i remember my mom getting asked that when i was younger because it wasn't like i was really easy to connect with and she kind of goes into that a little bit more in depth about how connecting in relationships was always very difficult because she just never felt connected you know Mm -hmm. that connectivity to people um and she's like i think this would she's like i haven't been tested but you know it it is something that she is interested in looking more into because i think it would answer a lot of questions in her adult life and looking back on how she processed a lot of things um that she went through so that's a good point too if you go into why she went into the mansion and
0: people always ask her like oh my gosh you you know you had sex with an 80 year old but if you look at how she's not be able to really connect and she even goes on record saying like i think i was more asexual then she really didn't have a like a sexuality she was just more or less i I don't want to say going through the motions but there's no other word for it yeah um so there wasn't an an emotional attachment until later right so you know it wasn't like she was highly attracted to anything
1: right and i think it, it bears mentioning that every well up until she became the main girlfriend, which happened, I think, years after living in the mansion, um, any time that she had sex with uh, Hugh, it was she was under the influence of alcohol and marijuana. She was like, "I mm-hmm. never did it sober. I couldn't like it." Just and again, I think that that connectivity thing is one thing. And if you're listening and you're like, "But he's eighty and she's twenty two. Like, what on earth?" Like, sure, you know that that could obviously play you know a role in this as well. Um, I think it's worth listening to this before you jump to a conclusion on how to judge it mm-hmm. you know what i mean because i mm-hmm. think listening to the story you're like motherfucker like <laughs> this is some shit this is some shit i will just a disclaimer um alex cooper is very she's a lot she's aggressive you yeah know, she's you know you the interview portion itself i think she does a really great job the ads that she does are pretty aggressive so just a full <laughs> disclosure that if you're I like mean, what is wrong with this?" Girl? you can just hit the fast forward
0: Yeah, just hit the a fast couple 30 seconds yeah. but you know and, and that's what alex cooper is known for she mm-hmm. has set herself up on a platform that's very sex positive very female female yep. driven it's a great she, I think she does a great job of oh yeah promoting like do what you want to do with your body. But it is yes. like
1: it's, it's a little sometimes it teaches a little much for yeah, me too. I don't and I certainly don't have a problem with the fact that she endorses anything about sexuality. I think it's, it's just very her positive. Voice. It's her delivery. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <I'm> like <laughs> What's she's like going on? <laughs> Wow. Yeah. She really excited about something. But
0: things. this is a really great interview yeah. and I loved how open she was. I love how um, candid she was, but I also loved how reserved she was. So it did leave more to the imagination. It yes. left. More, I mean, she did. She did a great job because it made me wanted to go download the book. Exactly. I'm like what else went on? Yeah. What else went on? What
1: are, what are some things that you took away from this?
0: Um, I did take away of go, the thing we've been talking about. It's just the sign of the times. A mm-hmm. lot of the things that she was going was going through, like things she was asked, things that she was. Um, you know, like asked about her sexuality, asked about things, sexual nature of her relationship with Hef. And she was supposed to answer that like openly. I don't think that would happen today. Yeah. And necessarily like it's just her, her sexual activity was always put on front and yes. because she was a playboy bunny. and I'm, But I took that away as like, wow, that would be in a really hard time for me to always have to explain, advocate, or just basically be on defense about who I'm with. Yeah. And that might sit with me, so I, I felt like that was the biggest thing I took away.
1: Yeah, I was um, I was actually surprised, and and I don't know if I should be or not, but okay. um, <laughs> I was actually really surprised at the amount of drugs that he was giving to these girls. Oh yeah, you know, supplying them with Quaaludes and calling them thigh openers,
0: but going on record on in his documentary that no drugs were allowed at the mansion. Exactly. So
1: you know, it's like. Oh really is that what happens okay um, so I did, I found that to be I mean disturbing but mm-hmm. also like more of the um, just like the emotional manipulation of this man to these younger and they're always younger like you you will age out of the mansion at some point because he likes to keep his women a certain look a certain. You know, oh, yeah, we should touch on that, like what they mm-hmm. had to go through. Yeah, what they had mm-hmm. to go through. Um, so I, I found that to be, I, I guess I'm not surprised by it, but I think it's just one of those like, oh, that's just, and and he never, like he would never come inside of a woman. Like they would always have to finish him off. Um, and like Yeah, he never got women he off. He never got women off. Like he, they never had an orgasm. He's the only one. Right. I mean, if that doesn't just paint the picture of a fucking dick then. Yeah. And she time. does
0: say too, like he had a little bit more of a fetishes towards the younger women, which, mm-hmm. you know, she does think it's a little unhealthy. Not a little, it's a lot. Yeah. Um but again, she's quite reserved. I think that she still does have somewhat respect of where she went through what she went through because it gave it gave her the platform form she does to have today. So she's not mm-hmm. gonna totally send it up in a dumpster fire, but she is there to expose it because she doesn't want history to repeat itself, right? She doesn't want this to be glamorized. She doesn't want this time to be like, yeah. oh yeah,
1: let's go out and do this, because that's not the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it's definitely again we're we're kind of being a little vague with it because it's one of those things that when you listen to it, like, right? I I, I want you to have the shock value. <laughs> I want you to be like, what? Because um, that's like I think what we both went through when we heard this. We're like, oh my gosh!
0: But you know, it goes to like the other girls next door with Bridget and Kendra. Like, you know, I don't know what the experience Bridget Bridget really had. But I think that Kendra has a different narrative, mm-hmm. but I, I'm just surprised that Kendra and Holly can't, I mean, I think they will have a friendship later on. I think this just, dust needs to settle. Yeah. But I'm just surprised that there's, there's not a lot of support there because yeah. it looks like you could see from the outside, like what's going on on the inside. Like you would know what Holly's going through. Right. I mean, she had to stay in his room, live in his room for years. Right.
1: If you were the main girl, like you didn't have, yeah. Mm -mm. And like, there's always somebody in your bed with you. There's, you know, there's a week, at least old movies, piled high, like floor to ceiling, like in rows and stacks and rows and stacks of of porn, of porn. Yeah. Of porn. Um, so I mean, that's, you know, I, I've always thought looking back on the relationship of like, I guess I love Kendra. Kendra was my favorite on the show. Like, I mean, just hands down, um, so I do think going back, I'd be interested to see like what I could see now versus what I chose to see, saw, you know, the first time through. Um, but you it, did see a love that Holly did have for Hefner, but now you just, yeah, now like I think it is different. definitely more
0: because he showered her with whatever she wanted, but also she was feeling very kept. So if she didn't perform a certain way, and I'm not saying sexually, right. I'm just saying like outwardly. Yeah. Then what would that mean for her later on? Exactly. Would and she I think get abused with
1: the, with the Stockholm syndrome, I think that that's, you know, like you you know he did kind of keep him captive and i think it's like okay i'm either gonna you know make the best of what i got here which is try to find you know something relatable or some type of relationship to feel connected to with this man and you know they did try to have a baby um at several times and which i don't remember ever hearing about this oh, but like I did. she yeah, said that she deal. went through like ivf um so i was like but well, i didn't i didn't realize that that you know she tried to do that because that's I don't think it was on the show necessarily but it was a big the, issue in the like it was in the okay, news, like yeah. the headlines okay, okay. Mm-hmm. um so you know I think for her and I think you know she even said she's like thank god that didn't happen um because like that obviously wasn't the path that I you know was supposed to take but I was like man I mean that's that's, that's a, heavy That's a lot and the fact that they didn't get paid for the first season of girls next door and the way like when you hear like how that whole thing goes down it's like, what's a fuck? lot of things are coming out about E and how E has handled a
0: lot of in the very beginning and mm-hmm. the 90s and early 2000s. And honestly, like, I've heard some of the stuff even more recently. Yeah. Yeah. I, structurally and how they
1: approach things, they're coming under fire. Yeah. And they should. They I should. Mean, you should. Again, take accountability for mm-hmm. what you've done. Don't blame it on other people. What did you do? Mm-hmm. So I, I found that to be very, very interesting as well because I was like, fuck. I go. mean, I think what. You know, the, the passing of the baton for this generation to come is like, if we teach you nothing else, we're going to teach you how to negotiate a contract and we're going to teach you how to Ooh, get what you deserve. Good point. She didn't sign an NDA.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that just got like missed in the paperwork. It must Yeah. Because I feel like she probably would have signed it based on what she oh. was mentally. But for some reason, she didn't sign an NDA. So
1: here's maybe, the fire. Exactly. So I'm like, <laughs> girl, you do you. Here's
0: the tea. Now, maybe Kendra did. Maybe Bridget did. But I don't we don't know. But She did not. She did not so well played holly madison well played well played you know and i think that it was really interesting when in the interview when she says you know she really didn't feel connected especially her first few years in the house like the other girls were, were just extremely jealous of her or they hated her and so many words and you know it was very cutthroat like girls yeah. were going after girls there was no girl support right so i feel like right now that when girls are supporting her for coming out this is her reckoning like this is yeah. the time like finally she feels that support right and like girl get
1: Get yourself get your go get it. yeah release more books put out new shows do your thing do your thing girl yeah i love it this is a good social catch-up yeah well thanks guys for tuning in today we hope you enjoy this episode of the social catch-up that's a good one it is a good one and uh we again thank you so much for being here we just love having you guys here we love that you continue to press play if you feel so inclined Please feel free to, you know, send us a review, send us a DM, just let us know what you're thinking. Share sharing your stories. Sharing your story. That's,
0: that means so much to us. Honestly, I that is it. the <laughs> number one way to
1: spread the word about this.
0: hundred yeah. percent. Like, even if you're like, hey, oh my gosh, the like, girls, you got to hear about this. Even if you just send a screenshot to a friend, yeah, that's how we get out there and we yeah. really appreciate
1: it. We absolutely do. So thank you so much for your support and we will
0: see you next time. Thanks for sharing your time with us. Help keep the CZL momentum going by rating our podcast and writing a
1: review. If you love what you heard in today's episode, snap a screenshot and post it to your Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag us.